This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 300. (laughs) Yeah, I know, this is a big milestone, 300th episode, and I would have loved to have had a guest for you today, but with it being so close to the Christmas holiday, I didn't want to put undue pressure on any of my guests to come on the show, you know, with it being a busy, hectic week. A lot of people are traveling for the holidays and so on and so forth. I do have some guests that will be returning in the very near future. One in particular is Skip Cohen. He's agreed to come back on and, and talk some more about the business aspect of photography. But in today's episode, I want to give you my tips for shooting in cold weather. Now, in many parts of the world, and especially in places like the northeastern United States, where I grew up, the temperatures in the wintertime can be nasty cold. And you need to make sure if you're going to go out and shoot in this climate that you are properly prepared. So I have my tips for you today on how to be prepared for wintertime photography. And the first item we need to talk about is clothing, of course. Now, that is the very first thing we need to consider is the clothing that you're going to be wearing. And in the winter, the light can be amazing, of course, especially if you're lucky enough to be able to shoot the northern lights. And you can even find some incredible scenes during the daytime as well. But you're not going to get good shots if you're shaking like a leaf from the cold. And you might even end up in the local emergency room which is never a good thing, especially in the wintertime. I think a frostbite and hypothermia and stuff like that's never a good thing. Now, when it comes to winter clothing, I've always been a fan of wearing layers of clothing. And my friend Brett Bergram recommends the same thing on his podcast because he's done wintertime photography in Alaska, where it can be extremely cold. And my friend Dan Bailey also lives in Alaska. And uh, I guarantee he'll tell you to dress in layers as well. Okay, so now the proper start for dressing in layers is the first outer layer that you want past your regular underwear is long underwear, also known as long johns. Now, these are either fleece or wool, and they go on after your normal underwear. And the patterns of the fabric actually help to wick moisture away from your skin to prevent freezing. So you want to put those on, and then next you want a good pair of pants and a nice long sleeve shirt. Now, a lot of people would prefer wool pants, uh, corduroy pants. Some people prefer blue jeans. It's up to you. But something that's going to be reasonably warm and help build on your layers without restricting your movement too much. Just keep that in mind. And then a nice long sleeve shirt. And then, of course, for the outer layer, you want either a good pair of wet-proof or waterproof pants and a wet or waterproof jacket. Now, some prefer a nice one-piece Carhartt insulated suit. And I'm sure you've seen those before. They're usually a tannish brown in color. You've seen hunters wearing them. You've seen farmers wearing them. Sometimes mechanics wear them in the wintertime because of, you know, 
auto shop is usually cold in the wintertime with the garage doors being constantly open and closed and cars going in and out. Now, with these layers that I just mentioned, you should be fairly nice and warm unless you're in the North or South Pole. And then you may have to take some more drastic measures. And I also recommend two pairs of gloves. One pair is a spare in case your first pair gets wet. Or some people like to wear two pairs at once with a thin knit layer, uh, a knit glove um, near the skin, and then a thicker insulated glove like snowmobile gloves or something like that on the outside. Now, keep in mind, that's also going to limit your ability to work the buttons and dials on your camera. So <laughs> I know it's ugly as far as trying to work those controls with gloves on, but you also don't want to get frostbite. Now, also, do not forget a nice warm hat, either a nice thick knit hat that you pull down over your ears or one of those silly looking insulated hunting hats with the flaps that cover your ears like Cousin Eddie wore in Christmas Vacation. Now, another thing that I highly recommend is electric socks and reusable hand warmers. The hand warmers not only keep your hands warm for long periods of time in the severe cold, but they can serve another purpose. And I'm going to talk about that in the next section coming up. And that next section is protect your batteries. This is another important item when it comes to cold weather photography is you've got to keep those batteries warm. Many people don't realize that when your batteries get cold, the molecules inside move more slowly and your battery drains really fast. In order to prevent that, you need to keep your batteries in an inner pocket that's closer to your body where your body heat can keep them warm. Or you can also keep them warm using the aforementioned reusable hand warmers. Now, from the time your batteries are removed from a warm environment to the cold air and then into your cold camera body, they're going to deplete fairly quickly. So get your shooting done as quickly as you can. And it definitely doesn't hurt to carry a bunch of spare batteries with you if you want to shoot for hours at a time in a cold climate or cold environment. Now, my next tip for you, don't breathe near your lens. You do not want to breathe on or near your lens during the wintertime. Why? Well, because your breath is warm and full of moisture. And if you breathe on or near your lens, you will cause it to cloud up. It will develop condensation on the front element, and that will in turn become ice and cause all kinds of problems for you in your shooting. And trying to wipe away that frosty condensation will cause it to smear and make more headaches for you. And warming the lens to clear it back up is going to take hours. So that lens is pretty much out of commission for the rest of the day. Now, I recommend wearing something to cover your face, such as a ski mask or a balaclava. Either of which will force the air as you breathe out upwards and frost your eyelashes instead of your lens. Now, also remember to keep your viewfinder clear. This can also be problematic in cold weather, so you might find it easier to just shoot with the rear LCD instead. Now, I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. 
If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so my next tip for you is use that lens cap. Whenever you are not shooting, make sure you put that lens cap back on the front of that lens. Foggy lenses are often caused by either breath or rapid changes in temperature in the wintertime. When you're shooting at night and it's cold enough, natural frost can even form on that front lens element. So make sure that cap is snapped on tight. And I even recommend anytime you're not shooting or if you're taking a break in between shots, put it back on. I suggest making it a habit, and I tend to keep mine on when not shooting, even during the warmer parts of the year, as the cap also helps prevent dust and pollen and other things from getting on your front lens element as well. Now, some photographers recommend using a clear glass filter on the front element to keep that lens clean and clear and protected from bumps and dings. And the other plus side of that is a clear lens filter is so much cheaper to replace than an expensive lens is. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now, my next tip for you is carry a rocket blower. Another great piece of gear to have with you is a rocket blower, especially when there is heavy snow falling and the wind is blowing. You'd be surprised that snowflakes can make your shots blurry as those snowflakes might not melt right away when they land on that cold glass. And in this case, a rocket blower will allow you to blow the snow off the lens without using your breath. Your lens hood, of course, is your first line of defense against most anything, but even a large lens hood will not prevent snow from hitting that glass in a gusty wind. You might be thinking, well, why not just use a cloth? Well, because a cloth is going to cause your lens to smear where the rocket blower will safely remove those snowflakes without any smearing that'll mess up your photos. So that's a win-win right there. Now, the final tip I have for you is seal up your gear. When you are all finished shooting outdoors in cold weather, you need to take care to protect your gear when going back inside where it's nice and toasty warm. Keep in mind that sudden change in temperature will cause condensation on your lens and even possibly inside the camera body itself. This moisture can lead to smears, smudges, and even fungus growing on your lens and all kinds of other havoc inside the camera body. And the best way to prevent this condensation is to seal your camera gear in an airtight container such as a simple Ziploc bag. The gallon-sized bags are perfect for this. But I prefer to go an extra mile and also throw a silica gel pack or desiccant inside the bag with the camera gear to absorb any and all moisture. Now, once inside, let the gear warm up gradually over a few hours so you won't have any condensation problems or damage to your camera body or lens. And as a pro tip, while Ziploc bags work well, some prefer the lightweight roll-top bags used by boat owners which do an even better job than Ziploc bags and are totally reusable, lasting for years and years. 
And you can pick those up fairly inexpensively on Amazon and at most of your sporting goods stores carry them as well. You can buy a single one or sometimes they'll, they'll sell you a three pack of them for 20 or 30 bucks. And the beauty part is they're 100% waterproof if you get the right bag. Make sure you're asking for a roll top boatsman's bag. And those bags are waterproof, completely waterproof. So anything you put inside them, you could submerge that bag and the items inside will stay nice and dry. Now, the beauty part of that is if you put your gear in that kind of bag and you close it up, then you can set the bag in the snow while you're taking down your tripod or whatever else you got to gather up as far as your gear. And it doesn't matter if the outside of that bag gets soaking wet. Your camera gear on the inside is going to be bone dry and perfectly safe. So you know no worries there as far as moisture getting to your gear. Okay, so in conclusion, while cold weather scares many photographers, and rightly so, with the proper preparation and gear, you can make any wintertime shooting safe and enjoyable. Remember, wear warm layers of clothing. Keep spare batteries nice and warm, either in an inner pocket or by using the reusable hand warmers. And prevent frost and condensation from getting on your lens by not breathing on it and not exposing it to rapid changes in temperature, if at all possible. Sometimes you can't avoid that, but for God's sakes, don't breathe on your lens because that's going to cause all kinds of problems. And seal up your gear when you're going back inside. Let it warm up gradually and you won't have to worry about any condensation damaging your gear and having to send it out for repair or replacement. If your camera body gets damaged due to condensation, that's not going to be covered under your warranty. So you're going to have to pay out of pocket to fix it or use your photography insurance if you have it. And I always recommend that you have some sort of gear insurance. Even if you're not a professional making a living, you should always have gear insurance. And there's plenty of companies out there that offer it. So if you keep all these tips in mind, you can have an awesome day shooting winter photography and just enjoy the tranquility, the generally peace and quiet nature of wintertime and get some fantastic shots. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 300 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. If you're not a subscriber yet, why not? It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you a thing. You can subscribe to this show in your favorite podcatcher. Go back and listen to all the back episodes. There's a catalog of 300 episodes with the release of this one today. So you've got 299 other episodes you can go back and listen to. If you haven't listened to them yet, go ahead and do so. If everybody shares out this show to their friends and family and recommends that they subscribe and listen to the show, that would increase the size of the audience significantly. Now, I am going to be having another giveaway very soon where I will be giving away a Platypod Extreme flat tripod. So make sure you keep your ears peeled to this show and make sure you're in the Facebook group as well so that you find out when that new contest starts and what you have to do to enter. Also, please remember to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new episodes drop. And I will see you all again on Sunday. Yes, it is Christmas Day, but I will still be doing a news and rumors episode.